G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby and Roz Phillips from Family Voice Australia joining us. Uh, Hello to both of you. Uh, Lyle, welcome to 2020. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Uh, Good to be with you. Good to be with you too, Roz. Thank you, Lyle. And uh, thank you, Neil. Yes, Roz, uh, wonderful to have you as part of this conversation because uh, it is a significant election that's coming tomorrow. And I've been uh, saying many a time that uh, the most significant election for a generation, and that truly is the case. Sometimes people use that word watershed moment. Uh, uh, this is a watershed election. Let me ask you, uh, first of all, uh, Lyle Shelton, is this the case? I mean, do we underestimate the importance of this election sometimes? No, we don't. And uh, definitely is the case, Neil. We've been saying the same thing. Uh, and and uh, like you, we don't say it lightly. If we look at what's at stake, uh, where uh, one of our major parties has come to on key issues of family, marriage, uh, what children are taught uh, through school, through the so-called Safe Schools Coalition, um, it's very clear that since about August last year, and in the lead-up to that, that uh, unfortunately uh, the Australian Labor Party's capitulation to uh, the homosexual uh, political agenda is now complete. And uh, that's been a very sad thing for Australian politics to see um, a major party completely give in to everything that the um, same-sex political lobby wants. So that what that means is that on Election Day, it makes our choice between uh, the traditional Labor and Liberal parties uh, uh, that much more um, clear uh, in that you've got a, a major party that's now completely capitulated. Now, many on the Liberal side have capitulated as well, but as a party, uh, that hasn't happened in terms of their party platform, but with Labor, uh, it has. And so they are completely on board with rainbow politics, gay marriage within 100 days, uh, huge threats to uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and, of course, uh, most importantly, the rights of children to know their mum and a dad uh, are threatened through uh, same-sex marriage ideology and um, and through gender ideology, which Labor wants to pay to have taught in schools with our taxpayer money. So this is a critical election which will determine the character of our nation uh, for, je- for, for years and years to come. Ros Phillips, uh, with Family Voice Australia, for the past 30 years, you've been surveying candidates and political parties, and you started off doing that in your home state, South Australia, from your base there in Adelaide. Uh, But for the past 20 years, you've had a very broad uh, ability to be able to survey candidates and political parties in federal elections too. As you reflect on all of those years, and we talk about this being a watershed election, is that something that you see as this particular election at that level of importance? Yes, absolutely, Neil. Um, I agree entirely with Lyle, and there has been a change. Uh, There's always been a difference between Labor and Liberal on their attitudes, say, to abortion and things like that. But there's never been a difference on marriage. In fact, back in 2004, there was unanimous support for the definition of marriage to be a union of a man and a woman exclusively for life. 
But that's all changed. Just in the past three years, it's been very dramatic and uh, very concerning. And we're also concerned that there are a lot of minor parties in this election that people don't know what they feel. And I've been doing some research and found that uh, people need to know what's going on with these nicely named parties who uh, really believe things they don't want to tell you. This is the very interesting and important thing uh, to uh, raise today and uh, listeners, perhaps those who've already cast a vote, might be able to uh, let us in on some insights as well. one 316 because there are so many parties on the Senate ballot form. Uh, most of them, perhaps, if you're looking at that, uh, that ballot uh, paper for the first time, you might not have heard of many of those. But the way that preferences flow in those particular minor parties that you might never have heard of, this becomes a very uh, critical, important issue. Uh, Ros, just to enlarge for us a little on just how you have been assessing how preferences flow with these minor parties, and if you just vote, putting numbers in squares willy-nilly, uh, the likelihood is you might make some uh, some critical errors. What are your thoughts, Ros? Oh, absolutely, Neil. Um, you can find the preferences on the how-to-vote cards of many of the parties by just Googling, say, how to vote uh, cards uh, 2016 election, and you'll come up with the ABC website, which has a special election website, and they show you what's on the how to vote cards. Now, Labor and Greens, they preference each other, but they also preference parties like the Sex Party, both of them, put Sex Party high up. Now, that tells you something about Labor and the Greens and the Marijuana Party, and the so-called Animal Justice Party, and uh, the Marriage Equality Party, and the Arts Party. Uh, The Pirate Party, have you ever heard of that, Neil? Well, I have. There might be listeners, though, that have never heard of the Pirate Party. No, indeed. So you wonder why they're contesting the election. But they, too, are preferencing... uh, the Greens, the Sex Party, the Marijuana Party and the Labor Party. So you just wonder what's going on there. The Australian cyclists. Now, do you ride a bike, Neil? Uh, I used to, Ros. Right, you might be attracted <laughs> to, to that party. And uh, I would imagine that there are cyclists with all kinds of uh, political views. So they, w- you would think that they would preference uh, across the spectrum, wouldn't you? But no, the cyclists preference the Greens first, the Animal Justice, so-called, the Sex Party, the Arts Party and Labor. Sounds uh, interesting, doesn't it? It does. Uh, People have to be very careful how they're going to put their six preferences. And I thought, well, at least if you're a Christian, you can vote for a Christian party and use their how-to-vote cards. You'd think that too, wouldn't you? Now, this is a very important point, Ros, because people will have identified those parties that are either Christian in their foundation or who have been founded by Christians, but they're not necessarily a Christian party uh, that they uh, that they announce uh, proudly from the rooftops. Uh, tell me about how this can man- be manipulated with parties that we believe are Christian parties. Yes, well, that is one disturbing fact that I've found, that a group of parties seem to have uh, uh, consulted together to preference each other, and they're not all agreeing that marriage is between a man and a woman, and they don't all agree on things like protecting children from hardcore porn and so on. Uh, 
So we find the family first party. Now, I fully support family first policies, but they have put high up in their how to vote cards a party called the Liberal Democrats. Now, Liberal Democrats didn't reply to our survey, but if they had, there'd be very few areas where they'd agree with us. On some they would, for example, free speech and allowing Christians to say clearly what they believe about the Bible. So Liberal Democrats would support anybody saying anything. But they would strongly oppose marriage as between a man and a woman. They would strongly propose any kind of ISP internet filtering to protect children from hardcore porn. They would oppose any regulations on pokies uh, and any regulations on drugs. They would like drugs legalised. So there would be a lot of areas that I would be horrified to see the Liberal Democrats get up, but they are there on the How to Vote card for Family First. So we are strongly advising people, work out your six favourite parties, if you're going to vote above the line, work them out before you go to the polling booth. And we can help. We've got our survey online. If you ring our office, we can read you out some suggestions to help you work out which parties are wise to put on your um, ballot paper. Now, I had a discussion yesterday with Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers. There is someone in Victoria who's done a lot of research into how the preferences flow. Uh, so also introducing into the mix of uh, the resource sites that you might look at, uh, check out the Salt Shakers site too. Just simply Google Salt Shakers. You'll get lots of great resources too from the Australian Christian Lobby site and also from Family Voice Australia. Lyle Shelton and Ros Phillips, our guests this hour, talking through the need-to-know questions as to how to make your vote count as a Christian believer. Uh, we're going to take some calls in just a few moments. Our talkback line open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. But Lyle Shelton, uh, let me ask you, there's so many of those parties on the Senate ballot form. Uh, with the changes to voting rules and the idea that minor or micro parties might not get any sort of opportunity, uh, there does seem to be an awful lot of parties on there all testing the waters to see whether those voting rules actually work. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, those changes to Senate voting rules? Are we likely to be completely surprised because this could backfire significantly for the federal government as they change those rules? I think you're right, Neil. I, um, part of the motivation for the government wanting to, to make the changes to the Senate voting rules was to uh, try and clean out some of these minor parties to try and uh, stop people getting elected on you know one percent of the vote uh, that sort of thing now you know there's arguments for and against the reforms that the government uh, has made uh, and i don't i don't necessarily think any system is going to be perfectly uh, pure and fair there's, there's there's faults either way but uh, we, we do have a new system rightly or wrongly and uh, i think um, it, it's not necessarily going to deliver the stability that malcolm turnbull and the government uh, wanted um, it, it is uh, an easier system for voters to negotiate so um, above the line uh, people are encouraged to this is on the senate ballot paper you're encouraged to vote one to six uh, for the parties of your preference. If you want to vote below the line uh, and, and distribute your preferences more widely, you can vote uh, 1 to 12 uh, below the line. Uh, the key difference this time is if you are voting above the line, 
your preferences won't be distributed um, in in strange ways as we've seen in the past where um, where sometimes you can end up uh, seeing your preferences go towards voting for someone who who you didn't necessarily agree with um, so it's a simpler system um, but will it deliver stability I don't think so I think um, you've got a lot of uh, uh, independents and minor parties running. You've got the Xenophon factor in Ross's home state of South Australia. I think we're going to end up with a Senate uh, that's probably got a bigger crossbench than uh, what we had last time because in a double disillusion election, as this is, where, where um, the entire Senate is up for re-election, not just the half Senate, as is normally the case, uh, the quota for a place in the Senate is, is halved. And so that's going to make it easier for uh, independents and minor parties to get up. So I think we're in for more instability, not um, not less, which was uh, the government's aim. So your comment is probably right, Neil. It probably is going to backfire on the, uh, on the Prime Minister. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Two special guests this hour talking through the issues that we all need to understand if we want our vote to count as a Christian voter. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby with us. Also, Roz Phillips from Family Voice Australia. Uh, Lyle and Roz, let's take some calls. Let's, first of all, we'll hear from Lance in Glen Innes in New South Wales. Hello, Lance. Welcome along. Good morning, Neil and uh, Lyle and Roslyn. I... Uh have uh, already voted. We're travelling tomorrow, so we've taken out a personal vote. Uh, I want to make some comment about uh, Family Voice survey. I've found that there has been far greater interest in it uh, this time round than on previous occasions. We uh, make them available at our church. Uh, We also have a bookshop in the main street and uh, a number of people who I don't think have any church affiliation have been very pleased to receive it. I found it very helpful in voting, and I actually voted uh, on 20 squares under the line. Uh, My preference is, of course, for Christian parties. I agree with the idea that the crossbench will be bigger. Uh, My prayer is that uh, the size will be expanded with Christian senators and uh, that there may well be quite some significant times when some issues come up. But I found uh, that in New South Wales, I was able to actually ex- uh, exercise my 12 votes under the line, all with the one party, which was Christian Democratic Party. But I expanded out to the 20 to give a vote to others that I know to be firmly committed in uh, biblical principles. And uh, I understand that 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 is a safe thing to do that the preferences that you spell out in that way are are secure. I've been asked that on a couple of occasions. Um, does Lyle have some comment perhaps on that or Roz? Uh, let's go with Roz first. Uh, Roz, your thoughts on, on what Lance is saying about those uh, those preference flows and also, of course, he made a comment about uh, the value of your uh, Family Voice Australia surveys. Yes, well, I'm most gratified by that. Thanks for the encouragement, Lance. Uh, as to voting below the line, I do congratulate you because a lot of people feel that it's, you know, a bridge too far to number all those boxes. But we do encourage it if you feel confident. Uh, the important thing is to remember that in order not to waste your vote, it's good to include a major party who is basically on side with marriage. 
And uh, we believe on this election, we've never said it before, but that major party is the Liberal National Party. And it should be one of your choices, because otherwise, if the people that you have numbered, none of them get up, then your vote, they say it's exhausted, it just ends. But yes, if you include the major I, I, party, then at least it goes to somebody who will do some good. And uh, I would encourage people to do that, to include uh, a major party who is basically on side, if not with marriage entirely, at least with giving people a say in a plebiscite. Uh, Lance from Glen Innes. Uh, Lyle Shelton, did you have something to add to what, what Roz has said? Just to endorse what Rod is saying, I think it's critical at this election that the promised plebiscite for marriage is preserved, uh, that we're able to have that say. Now, the only way we can have that say is if the Turnbull government is, is re-elected uh, because Labor has said they will uh, abolish the plebiscite and legislate for same-sex marriage within 100 days, so by October 10. So that's the clear choice. Um, and, uh, and I agree with Roz. I think uh, it is important that um, how we cast our vote needs to be with that in mind, that we need to cast it in a way that will preserve that plebiscite. Otherwise, it's all over for the rights of children and it's all over for freedom of speech and freedom of religion. It really is that serious. Thank you to Lance from Glen Innes for your insights today here on 2020. Our talkback line is open. If you've already cast your vote, you might have your own impressions about the voting forms, the ballot paper for the Senate. Uh, you might have your own impressions about other issues we're talking about today. Our talkback line is 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Joanna in Woodridge in Queensland. Hello, Joanna. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of people... Uh, talking about who we should vote for and who we should not vote for. And I think to myself, we sound a little bit like the politicians themselves who stand up there saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And nobody knows whether they're going to do it or not. And now I think we forget who's in control, you know. Satan's in control, but God is there and he's more powerful. And what makes us think that we can work out the system ourselves without him? You know, I'm just going to pray, ask the Lord to lead me to who he wants me to lead to and go from there. I'm going to trust in him and not in what people say and what in people has to say about who's going to be better and who's not going to be better because overall we don't really know. Only God knows and we're going to get the people who we deserve to be in, in charge of us because that's the way the world is going. Uh, Johanna, when we talk about uh, casting a vote, though, uh, sometimes on, uh, over the past weeks uh, when we've talked about how many people vote, uh, that whole uh, idea of, you know, pin the tail on the donkey. In other words, I'll, I'll, put a, uh, I'll put a blindfold on and I'll just sort of put my pin wherever it goes and we'll believe that that's what God's calling us to do. It's, uh, is that what you're saying is, uh, you know, well, be prayerful and then just vote for whoever you feel like you should vote for? No, it, it's just that in the end, it's going to be God's choice anyway. It's not going to be our choice who's in Parliament, even though we can put down the right people. And what makes it, what makes it possible for those right people to get in? How are we to know that only God knows the future and he knows what's going to happen? Uh, that's right. I think we walk hand in hand with God. He well, has... When you walk hand in hand with him, why are we concerned about voting? Because it's going to come from our heart, from his heart in us. 
I guess we're talking about the responsibility we might have as uh, citizens of heaven and citizens of earth uh, to actually uh, express our love by protecting a new generation. But let's get some thoughts from uh, from our guest, Lyle Shelton, uh, your thoughts on what Joanna's sharing. Yeah, look, I can understand uh, Joanna's concern and we're all deeply concerned for our nation at this time. Um, I I would probably uh, disagree with Joanna on the point of who's actually in control. Uh, I think the scriptures tell us very clearly that God's in control. Uh, Now, uh, Satan and uh, people who have uh, designs that are ungodly uh, certainly exercise some influence, uh, but uh, God is ultimately in control, and he's given us a mind. We're to love God with all our mind, and when it comes to voting, I I believe we're to use our minds uh, to assess the candidates and and then to cast a vote that will uh, uh, do the best we can to... Uh, see God's values reflected in public policy and and in government. So I think that's our responsibility as human creatures who have been created in God's image to use our minds and to assess things carefully and to and to cast a vote that's going to uh, be a vote for human flourishing through through government and through the policies that are put forward. And uh, that that's our job uh, and and responsibility as um, as citizens uh, to do that. Uh, Ros Phillips, your thoughts on Joanna's uh, concerns? Yes, uh, like Lyle, I, I can understand where Joanna's coming from. And it's true that um, God has told us in his word that uh, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called toward, according to his purpose. But while that is certainly true, that maybe the outcome gives us a government that rejects God um, Maybe there'll be a government who brings in policies that damage our children even further. But I believe the responsibility of Christians is to always stand up for the things that are true and where we know that one party is advocating things that will hurt our children, will hurt Christians' ability to preach the gospel and things like that, our responsibility is to vote against that and to vote for a party that stands for the truth. And I think it's as simple as that. Neil, could I just jump back in there again, sure. too, just to point out that uh, ever since Christianity started <laughs> 2,000 years ago, uh, there have been governing authorities that have been, been trying to crush Christianity, often with violent persecution. If you look at the early uh, uh, church and the Roman times there, uh, so th- there has always been opposition to the truth that has often come through political structures and political leaders. Uh, today is no different. And um, our job is to contend for the truth in the public square and also in the way that we cast our vote. So we shouldn't be surprised at the things that we're seeing happening. But uh, I do believe that um, Jesus is building his church. I do believe that he wants to see his kingdom reflected on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, and our job is to partner with him in that as, as citizens of heaven and citizens of earth. So I- I'm very hopeful for the future despite uh, the challenging times that we live in. Our our job is to rise to the challenge, not to be despairing of it, to be sobered by it, but to realise that Christians have been in far more challenging times through history and have overcome. And, um, you know, why should we expect that things will always be easy for us? So um, uh, I'm hopeful that as we rise to the challenge, we can see uh, good things uh, for the future, but it's going to take some effort and some hard work and some hard thinking and some courage to confront the challenges of our day. Thank you to Joanna from Woodridge in Queensland. Our talkback lines remain open on 1-800-316-316. About to go to news, as I often say... 
uh, somebody's morality is being legislated, uh, and why not yours? As a Christian, you have a certain morality that is biblically based. Uh, you might like to contribute to our conversation. 1-800-316-316. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby and Ros Phillips from Family Voice Australia on our Election Eve uh, segments understanding how we vote as Christians. Let's continue to take some calls. Uh, let's hear from Eddie in Kalgoorlie in WA. Hello, Eddie. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, hello, Neil. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I, I think uh, the uh, Australian Christian people should be voting for the uh, uh, the Australian Christians first up, and uh, because. Uh, these people even know who to uh, redistribute preferences to. So that's that's quite vital in this election because there's a lot of things at stake in this election. And Eddie, when you say the Australian Christians, are you referring to the political party called the Australian Christians? Yep, sure. Okay, Uh, let's get some thoughts from, uh, first of all, uh, Ros Phillips, your thoughts on what Eddie is saying. Well, Neil uh, and Eddie, hi. Um, you've said some very important things. I agree with you that Christians need to support Christian parties who will promote their values. Now, there are a number of them. It's not just Australian Christians. There are other parties with similar values from our survey. Quite a few scored very highly, often 100% in our survey. Australian Christians did, so did the Christian Democratic Party, so did Rise Up Australia. Uh, Other parties that scored highly were the Democratic Labor Party. Um, Family First scored very highly. And I would recommend that uh, voters put these first up. But as I said before, I believe it's important to include a major party that more or less is on side. Now, of course, none of them are really on side, and that's a big matter of concern. But you must include somewhere along the line in your list of preferences uh, something like the Liberals or the Nationals uh, as a preference so that should none of the other groups get up, at least your vote will not be wasted. Lyle Shelton, your thoughts on what Eddie was saying? Uh, Look, I think um, we we should all look very carefully at uh, the, the quality of the candidates uh, as well as the, the policies of the parties and certainly um, uh, the, the policies of many of these uh, Christian parties uh, are available, they're on Ros's website they're on, they're on ours and I'm thankful that uh, they've taken the time to respond and, the, and uh, many of these minor Christian parties responses do compare very favourably to the major parties um, but I'd also encourage people to have a look at candidates, one of the, the challenges that um, you know, the smaller Christian parties have is, is getting uh, high-quality high candidates. Uh, and uh, just because someone is standing for a Christian party doesn't necessarily mean they, they might, you know, make a, a good member of parliament. Uh, and uh, that's not isolated necessarily towards the, the minor Christian parties. Sometimes uh, the major parties put up uh, people who who perhaps haven't got the competencies um, to, to be a parliamentarian. And now that that's you know, a judgment call that each of us as voters have to make, but I just encourage people to take that into account. Uh, the, the pilot of planes that I fly on isn't necessarily always a Christian, but do I trust their expertise? Uh, absolutely, I do. So, 
you know, that's got to be weighed up uh, as well, not just because someone wears a Christian badge. And, and I would just, um, I, I'll just make that comment. Now, now that might get me into some trouble with some of my friends in, in uh, some of the Christian parties, but uh, I do admire their work and the fact that they're having a go in the political system. I think as Christians we should be engaged, uh, but um, often fledgling parties do struggle to, to put up um, high-quality candidates, and that's to be expected because they're pioneering something. But uh, we've also got to um, you know, take that into account in the way we cast our vote. Eddie from Kalgoorlie, thank you so much for your input today on 2020. Our talkback line remains open, 1-800-316-316. Let's tackle one other big issue before we take any more calls. Uh, Ros Phillips, uh, there's uh, an important element of what's been going on in the campaign, and you've been concerned that no major party has promised to protect freedom of speech. Uh, Ros, what does that all mean? Well, what it means is that there's currently um, a federal law, a Commonwealth law, called the Racial Discrimination Act, and it makes it an offence to even just offend or insult somebody on the ground of their race. And there are similar laws in other states that make it an offence to offend or insult somebody on the ground of their same-sex attraction uh, and various other grounds as well, or their religion. And we believe that this is very unjust wording. You may remember the case of the two Dannys in Victoria, Neil? Yes. Where two pastors put on a seminar in a Christian church and taught uh, taught the Christians who attended what the Quran teaches in areas like women and jihad. Now, everything they said about the Quran was correct, but three Muslims came along and they uh, decided that they were offended by this teaching about the Quran, and the two pastors were dragged before the courts. Um, ultimately, the court costs and everything was over a million dollars. It was horrific, and there were years of stress just because the law said that it was an offence to offend somebody. We don't believe that that should be a criminal offence, And what's happened in Tasmania is that uh, Archbishop Porteous has been dragged before a tribunal because he taught very respectfully the church's teaching that marriage is a man-woman union and a transgender activist was offended. So we believe that to protect free speech, to protect the right of Christians and others to say what they believe is the truth should be protected And we want the words offend and insult to be removed from the Racial Discrimination Act and no major party, neither the Liberals nor the Greens nor Labor, would agree to remove those words. Uh, Only Family First of the parties that replied to us, um, a major party who had a senator already in Parliament, had said that they would remove those words. It's uh, a big concern. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Janet in Oruru in South Australia. Hello, Janet. Uh, yes, hi. Um, first of all, I just want to um, say how much I've appreciated the information that um, Ros and Lyle have been giving this morning on the radio. And I've already got all their stuff off their, in, off their um, website, which has helped myself and many others. It's been wonderful. Um, I wanted to ring in, rep- in response to the lady that rang earlier that was saying about how God was in control. Well, um, you know, the word tells us that we are 
in the world but not of the world. And as as Christians, we need to be responsible for what we do in our communities and in the life that we have here and to represent the Lord in all that we do. And that includes our voting. We have a responsibility to vote. If, if we as Christians and even non-Christians all stood back and didn't bother voting or just, you know, voted willy-nilly, then the parliament and the government would say, well, they are happy with the way things are. Or we're still at say that people are not, couldn't care less about what happens. So we have a responsibility. We have to put our voice out there. We have to give our opinions. Uh, good thoughts. Uh, there is a sense in which when we cast our vote, we're actually uh, taking the opportunity to either endorse or protest. Uh, Lyle Shelton, your thoughts on uh, what uh, Janet is sharing? Uh, yes, we're, I, I agree with that. We are in the world, uh, not of it. We're here to uh, see the world influenced uh, for the gospel and to uh, propose uh, uh, a Christian uh, worldview into the public square. We don't impose, we propose, um, and, and obviously elections are a great opportunity to do this. This is why we run major candidate forums all over the country uh, to bring Christians out and to bring them face-to-face with the people who are putting themselves up for public office so that they can see directly, firsthand, in a room, the concerns of the Christian constituency uh, so that we can have that influence uh, in the world that we're meant to have. Janet, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to be part of today's conversation. Let's take a call from Alex in Melbourne. Hello, Alex. Welcome along. Yes, hello. Uh, yes, I'm just wondering about the uh, the elderly and the infirm. Uh, it's a bit of a daunting task to be uh, faced with those. With our, we've already cast our vote. I'm just wondering, how to make it simple, what would be the best way, as simply as possible, to to vote. Also, I'd just like to add uh, uh, the voting did start early. It would have been good to have this sort of conversation at that stage as well. And uh, and also, the Bible does say uh, choose choose a blessing, not a curse. So, it, you know, we've given the free will to do, to use all our ability to do as good as we can with our, with God's help, of course. Thank you. Okay, that's uh, some good thoughts. Uh, first of all, Roz Phillips, your thoughts on what Alex is sharing? Well, thank you, Alex. And yes, it's true that it would be good to get all this information out earlier for those who cast pre-poll votes. Our problem with our survey was getting the results in. We didn't know until a couple of weeks ago exactly who all the candidates were because nominations hadn't closed. And although a couple of months ago we asked the major parties what their views were, some of them were very tardy in getting responses in and we really had to chase them. Uh, So it's not easy, Alex. Um, We are offering advice to people who phone us on 1300-365-965 and are not sure, are very confused about how to vote above the line and we can help you with some specific suggestions. And uh, we welcome any phone calls from people who'd like that help. Alex from Melbourne, thank you so much for your call. And I must say uh, that as I've noted and uh, been part of uh, conversations, and uh, to just uh, contrary to Alex perhaps just uh, talking about this conversation, we've been talking about these things uh, ever since the election was called and put a great deal of effort uh, into uh, bringing to the fore those thoughts about Christians and the upcoming election. 
and I wanted to bring in here. There's been enormous research. This is this is the biggest uh, effort I think that Christians have made to inform the general public in any election that uh, perhaps we any of us can remember. And Lyle Shelton, when we talk about the research that's come from the surveys that uh, Family Voice Australia has done and others as well, uh, there's also been the Meet the Candidate forums, and those have been, as I understand it, record attendance. And there's been so many of them we can't count. Uh, your thoughts. <laughs> On, on, on how people have prepared for this election? Yeah, look, um, you know, obviously groups like uh, Roz's and ours do, do a lot of work. We also <laughs> provide a lot of information about where the parties stand on issues uh, right throughout the parliamentary cycle. And uh, I'd encourage people to be engaged uh, regularly in the political discussions of the nations, not just around election time, uh, but certainly a lot of work uh, goes into um, chasing down the parties for these uh, surveys and, and um, questionnaires. Uh, I know with um, with our questionnaire, it's very easy to see as you read through the answers to uh, 26 questions that we put to uh, all of the parties that were standing at the election. You, you can see very clearly which parties are fudging and, and which are actually making an attempt to answer the questions. Our questions are very specific, designed to uh, elicit a specific response, but uh, you, you'll often see weasel words used. And I'd encourage people to take the time to, to quickly read through uh, those uh, questionnaires. The Meet Your Candidate forums that, that we've been running, we've run somewhere between 35 and 40 around the country. With uh, We think, and I'm just getting the, the team to just tally up the figures, but we think an average attendance of around 100. Uh, so we, we think we've mobilised you know, somewhere around 3,500 people to come out live to Meet Your Candidate forums in electorates all over the country. Two nights ago, I was running one in Rockhampton that had uh, over 100 people there. Uh, Wendy Francis has run several in Brisbane that have been close to 200. Mark Brown was running Senate Meet Your Candidate forums down there in Tasmania. So it's been a, a massive effort by uh, our team around the country. And uh, I just encourage people, if, if, if we had even bigger turnouts at these events, what, what we've had is certainly good and bigger than probably any other constituency group. There'd been probably no other group in the country that would be bringing these, this many people out to live events uh, at election time. But if you imagine if we had 500 people at each of these forums, um, that would really get the attention of parliamentarians. And, and I'd encourage us as Christians, if we are concerned for our nation, we've got to really lift our game in terms of, of participating in the democracy that we are allowed to participate in. And that means coming out to events. It means uh, informing our ourselves reading the surveys and the information that's put out by, by groups like Family Voice and ACL and others, uh, and, and not just um, at election time. So that, that's my two bobs worth, Neil. Uh, let's take a, another call or two fairly quickly. Andrew from Victoria. Hi, Andrew. Welcome along. Thanks very much. Andrew, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, look, I'd, I'd really like, I feel fairly passionate about this, and um, but the reality is we live in a, in a secular uh, country, and we're a minority group. We've got to make sure that our vote gets the best option that we can. We can't control a lot of things, but and certainly vote for Christian candidates. I don't have a problem with that. But the second preference must be the one most likely to support us, and and they really need our encouragement. And I would suggest that that's the Liberals and the National Party. The reality is that one of those major parties is going to. Uh, get in and we need the one that's going to be sympathetic. There's many Christians in the Liberal and the National Party trying to carry our message and they need our support. 
This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. So much at stake, a critical election, uh, the idea of protecting freedom of speech, a watershed election, a significant time ahead of us tomorrow as we cast our votes. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby, Ros Phillips from Family Voice Australia with us. Uh, We'll take another call. Robin is in Cabramatta in Sydney. Hello, Robin. Welcome along. Oh, hello. Look, um, I just want to comment or question something that one of you on the panel there was saying that there's been many forums and people should attend them, but I have seen no forums advertised around Sydney at all. So um, I haven't seen any in the newspaper. I haven't heard any advertised on your program. So there has been none that I can see. This one uh, comes to Lyle Shelton. Lyle, uh, Robin's concerned. She didn't see any advertising. I imagine that advertising right around the country would be a very very expensive exercise, but uh, a lot of it comes down to word of mouth, doesn't it? It comes down to word of mouth and whether um, people are signed up to to ACL. Uh, We've certainly been emailing all of our supporters in the Sydney area. I think we've had about four forums in the Sydney area. Uh, We've also been advertising them on our website and our election page. Unfortunately, we don't have the resources to advertise in newspapers, um, but uh, it really is um, uh, advertising that we can do through direct email uh, and through uh, hopefully churches uh, letting people know that these forums are on in their area. Uh, And unfortunately, we can't do them in all of the 150 electorates, so we've covered about 35 to 40 of 150 uh, federal electorates. So there's still a long way to go, um, but uh, we do what we can with the resources that we have. Okay, thank you so much to Robin from Cabramatta for your insights and input and your question today about those uh, those uh, Meet the Candidate uh, programs. Uh, this is an interesting point that uh, is raised there, Lyle, because uh, you're saying that uh, there are people who are supporters or subscribers to the things that the Australian Christian Lobby does. And uh, Ros Phillips, I know that there would be uh, emails that go out to people who are on a sort of a subscriber list. And uh, these things, I imagine, are free for people to be on. Uh, how do you encourage people to uh, to actually access this information, get onto those subscriber lists? Ros, you first. Well, certainly, um, people are welcome to get a free six-month subscription. And if they just email us and uh, give us their name and address and phone, we'll put them on the list. So. Email us at office at FAVA, that's short for Family Voice Australia, FAVA.org.au, or phone us on 1300-365-965, and we'll add you to the list. No no problems. And Lyle Shelton, I imagine it's something similar with the Australian Christian Lobby? Yes, it is, uh, Neil. Um, People can just go to acl.org.au, and uh, it's a very simple process of just... um, uh, putting your details in and you, you go on our list and, and you'll uh, receive plenty of information. And, of course, uh, regular guests on 2020, uh, we always give contact details and website information at the end of conversations. So if you hear uh, something uh, you hear that is significant on 2020, we'll usually uh, give some sort of contact or forwarding way that you can get more information. Time is running out. Let's just come back to 
the main focus that Christian voters need to have uh, to make your vote count tomorrow in the election? And uh, Ros Phillips, uh, just quickly running out of time, but uh, for you, what is the main thing to keep in mind as you're on your way to the polling booth tomorrow? Thanks, Neil. I believe the big issue this time is marriage, which is fundamental to families, fundamental to children's understanding of how they came to be and to have a relationship with both their mum and dad. And I believe Christians need to vote intentionally for parties that support true marriage or at least support a plebiscite to put them first in their six preferences above the line for the Senate, uh, also in the lower house but to include the Liberals and Nationals because they at least support a plebiscite and then they can number all the rest to their heart's content. But please do vote for marriage. And Lyle Shelton, I suspect you'll say the same thing, but if I were to add that dimension that marriage is a compound unit that includes the family and we're talking about children, uh, when we haven't talked much about that this hour, but I imagine that's uh, top of priorities too for the election. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything that Roz said. She said it brilliantly. Um, Yesterday, I was having a debate with the uh, person who's the spokesman for the uh, so-called Australian marriage equality. And uh, this was with news.com.au. You can see the story in the interview um, that was filmed on their website. But I was making the point that uh, if you change the definition of marriage, you are making the idea of parenting genderless and that means that some children have to miss out on their mum and a dad and it means that we have to go down the path of commercial surrogacy and anonymous sperm donation now that all sounds very technical but the uh, the, the gay lobbyists that I was uh, debating they didn't didn't have an answer for that and couldn't um, guarantee that this would not be the next push that children would be uh, brought into uh, same-sex relationships same-sex marriages denied the love of their mother and father and it's a real vulnerability for the other side and uh, we need to keep making that argument because they don't have an answer for it they're trying to just say it's about loving couples when of course it's not changing the definition of marriage has huge consequences for social justice for children and for freedom of speech and freedom of religion as as we've talked about this hour so i agree with what ros is saying this is incredibly serious times and of course uh, the one thing i'd add is that um same-sex marriage is a package deal with other things like so-called safe schools which teaches our children that their gender is fluid from as young as four years old and uh, this is one of the most disturbing things that i've ever seen uh, in my time in this work and of course uh, bill shorten has said he's going to fund safe schools in schools teaching our children their gender is fluid um, that's a very very dangerous ideology that uh, is highly contested And uh, this is what I think makes this election incredibly serious uh, for our nation, because once we uh, go down this path, it's very hard to turn it around again. Well, that's brought us to the end of this conversation today. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Simply Google Australian Christian Lobby or ACL and you'll find that site. Also, Ros Phillips from Family Voice Australia. That's fava.org.au to go to the website for Family Voice. Uh, To both of you, Lyle and Ros, thanks so much for being with us on 2020 today. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.